Hey guys, real quick before we get started, um, we have some interesting things going on in our community of businesses. And one of them is that we are on the lookout, continually, continually looking to bring on new opportunities, new employees, and new partners. And so we have a lot of different options within our practices on becoming an associate, becoming an employee, working on a path to become a partner, allowing us to potentially work with you so that we eventually invest in your practice, give you all of the skills and systems and backends that we need. There's a ton of opportunities within our practices. If you're a rehab chiro out there, if you've listened to our podcast, and if you think that you'd want to learn more about what those opportunities are, um, we have a lot of different things here for you. And so if you're looking for an associateship, if you're looking for work, if you're looking to become a partner, if you're looking to partner with us or looking for investors in your practice, um, reach out to me. No obligation, obviously. You know, I don't do this um, willy-nilly. Obviously, there's a vetting process for both sides, and this is serious business, right? We we um, we we engage and treat our businesses very seriously. But if you like what we do and you are interested in getting involved in any way with what we do, just shoot me an email, coaching at strivetomove.com. Like I said, we've got associateship opportunities. We've got part-time work opportunities. We've got internships. We've got externships. And we have path to partnership opportunities. So coaching at strivetomove.com. If you're interested, if you just want to have a chat, happy to chat with anybody out there and uh, enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. All right, this is my second take on the intro for this podcast. I started recording before and actually forgot the name of my own podcast, which is great, great, great for branding and marketing. So we're back. Justin Rabinowitz here with another episode. Um, A lot of amazing stuff happening in the rehab Cairo world. We are uh, about getting to about one year in with my first set of clients. And to say that the results have been remarkable, even better than I could have expected, Uh, would be the understatement of the century. The first four clients that I have worked with at a minimum have all doubled their business. And I think for myself, as I look at what gives me fulfillment, pride, joy, and, and happiness, one of the biggest things is watching others have success and knowing that potentially I played a little bit of a part of it. Um, They did all the work, but to have a piece in that, to to watch them grow, to watch them struggle, but then to watch them have success and find success is just absolutely unbelievable. And for so many of you guys out there as rehab chiros, you get this gratification, helping patients get better, getting back to doing the things they love. I think inherently, it's sort of the same gene, the same thing. It's it's at the end of the day, we all we want to be in the business of helping people. That's what gives us fulfillment, satisfaction, 
and gratification. And for me now, just in this coaching world, it, it comes in a little bit of a different form. But um, it's it's incredible, absolutely incredible. So at the time of this recording, uh, we sh- will be starting our course next week, Everything You Should Have Learned in Cairo School But Didn't. That is our intro course for students, new grads, new practice owners, or associates. And that's going to be basically everything that we do, but a lighter version just to get people going. There's such a need for it out there. Uh, people are craving this content. They want to practice how they want to practice, but um, they don't know how to do it in a way that they can actually make a living. And so that's what that course is going to be about. So we are um, about to launch it in a few days. If you do want last minute, jump in, just shoot me an email, coaching at strive to move.com. Um, and, uh, we can take it from there. So today's episode, it's called inputs versus outputs, inputs versus outputs. But before I talk about inputs versus outputs, I want to take a step back and talk to you a little bit more about, um, my clients here, the coaching that I do and, and give you a little context just to kind of help you understand, you know, where I'm coming from. So obviously I'm in the coaching and consulting business with chiropractors, with rehab chiropractors. I have friends in the in the similar industry, but with different populations, so specifically in gyms. So I have friends that do coaching and consulting for people in the fitness and gym industry. And a lot of it is exactly the same, but one bit, one piece of it that's very different is the type of people that are in it. And let me get into that. Um, so you guys out there listening are rehab chiros. I know you guys don't, always think this about yourselves, but let me just give you a bit of a reality check. The reality of the situation is in order to get where you are right now or about to be, there's a certain level of intelligence. There's a certain level of persistence. There's a certain level of accountability and responsibility that many, 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 most people in the world just simply do not have. So my friends that run mentorships and masterminds for fitness and gym owners one of the issues that they run into is that the barrier for entry to open a gym is very, very low. Now, please do not misconstrue. I have so many friends in the fitness industry that are world-class business owners, world-class fit pros, and they are some of the smartest and most motivated people that I know. However, the barrier for entry to getting in, and they would admit it too, is extremely low. You rarely need a certification. You don't need to get a degree. You definitely don't need to pass any boards and you could become a fitness pro and a gym owner. And because of that, sometimes the people that are in his program or my friend's program, though, coaching and mastermind program, the people that join, they just don't have the the tools. They don't have the bit that's going to make them successful. They don't always show up on time. They aren't willing to put in the work. They haven't shown the responsibility and accountability. Sometimes, to be honest with you, they're just not smart enough. I know that's not like a PC thing to say, but it's true. So let me bring it back to you guys out there, the rehab chiros. Listen, the bottom line, you could say what you want about chiropractic school. I'm not the most smartest guy in the world, but I know I'm like, on average, a little bit smarter than the average person, it was really hard for me. And so if it's hard for me, it's not easy to get through. Passing boards, there's a level of accountability and intelligence that you need to get through that. And I don't care what anyone says, I believe that to be true. And so the reason why I'm saying this is because then we start to think about the people that have success and practice and don't. And the 
piece of it that we can take off the table is the accountability, responsibility, and intelligence. Because you do need those factors to be successful in practice. And we all have those. We showed up for class. We got our degree. We passed our boards. We have a level of intelligence to get us there. So those are all, those are, those are there. Those are the prerequisites for success. In the fitness industry, maybe not. So now if that's all there and people out there still aren't successful, are unhappy with their job, aren't making the money they want to make, it has to be something else. It has to be something else. So if we can start based on that premise, now we have to figure out what that something else is. And so where I'm going to talk, where I'm going to go today and talk about is inputs versus outputs in a couple different aspects. If you're not making the money you want to make, if you are not getting the results you want to get, if your business is not where you want it to be, or if you haven't started yet, are afraid to start for a variety of reasons, you can boil it down that the input is not matching the output. So let's take one input. One of the inputs to be successful is time. At some point in your business, in your career, you just have to put the requisite amount of time in to get something out. So many people that I work with, once we give them the skill, which is the next input, the thing that they fight me on is the time. They keep wanting a quick fix. They want something else that's going to work quicker and faster that they have to do less of to be successful. But the reality is in our profession, in any profession, whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, whether it's communication, whether it's patient care, there's a certain amount of time that you have to be able to put in and be okay with in order to get the output that you want. So let's get tactical. So in our mastermind program, we teach, we have a very specific method on how we teach networking, right? It's not just go and make friends, though it used to be, but we fixed it from them because it it wasn't really working for everyone. We have a very specific method where we talk about hunting, we talk about harvesting, we talk about farming. That's our three-step process of how to network with people. And so the process is there. So once we explain the process and teach the process to our clients, they now have that skill. It is there. They have all the information that they need. The only limiting factor at that point on the input side is doing it and doing enough of it. And one of the things I don't think that uh, we respect enough in business is the volume that has to happen. If you're a salesperson in like a traditional sales industry, it is no skin off your back to make 50 calls a day and expect to get in touch with five people to set up two appointments. But because we are doctors and because we live in a world where most of the time our business and our practice has grown because of referrals, we expect that if we make, if we get five people to inquire, four are going to become patients of ours. And the reality of building a real business, of growing and scaling a business is the numbers just don't work that way. I can tell you straight up in our Google ads business, just for context, if we convert 10% of those patients, uh, 10% of those leads to patients, 10%. We're doing amazing. So for every 10 people, one of them becomes a full-paying patient in our practice. Imagine that volume that you have to do and respect, the input that you have to put in to get an output of one patient. If you're doing networking, if you're going out in the community and you meet five people and then you come back and say nothing happened and didn't work, the problem is not the skill. The problem is the volume. 
and realistically, you just have to put more time in and you have to put more work in. And instead of it being five, it's got to be 50. So the input has to match the output. What I find most of the time after people get into our program and we give them the skill, the number one thing lacking that they have trouble accepting is the time and effort has to be put in. They have to get shoved out the door. They have to get the door closed in their face. They have to be told no enough times in order for someone to say yes. And it's a hit on your ego. And if it's a, it's a hit on your self-worth and it's a hit on your time and it takes time away from your family and you don't like it. And I get that. But at some point we just got to go and we just got to accept that that's how it's going to be. Now you can accept that that's not how it's going to be, but remember the output that you're getting, the result is going to stay the way it is. So if you're not willing to put the input in, the amount of time, hard work, effort, and energy to gain the skill or to gain the business that you want, you will never get the output that you like. So that's an input. An input is time and hard work. Now, we can go another way with input. So many of the rehab chiros out there, they do put the input in, but not in the right things. They spend the time reading the research articles. The input is there to read news, to read articles, to, to, to go to courses, clinical courses, to learn the new soft tissue technique. The input's there to become a world-class clinician, but the input is not there to build a world-class business. I, it's, it's an impossibility that people out there that haven't had the success they want, or if they look at me or other people in the profession that have been successful, that it's just that they just can't do it. No, they haven't put the time in. They haven't put the input in. They haven't done the coaching. They haven't done the masterminds. They haven't spent the money on the business to learn the business. But they spent the time on the clinical stuff. And guess what? They're world-class clinicians. So if you can do it there, why can't you do it in business? You can. You just haven't put the, the input in. The, the, the input does not match the output. The input to become a world-class clinician, that has happened. But the input to be a world-class business has not happened. And you will continually be frustrated if that's how you see it. So what's another input? Another input is skill, right? There is a requisite skill set that has to happen on a business side that if you just don't know, you won't be successful. So if you don't have the skills... If you are trying to run a cash-based practice or a rehab practice or anything of the sort and you and you just say, well, I'm going to spend the time, I'm just going to go and do it more and spend the time to just keep bringing people in and doing it with them, you can do that. But if you don't have the skill set in order to quote unquote sell to them, if you don't have the skill set to communicate in a way of why your service is more valuable, if you don't have the skill set to understand and meet objections and understand and have empathy for the questions that they ask and the reason why they want to use their insurance and how to speak to them around those concerns so that they decide to work with you. If you don't understand that and have those skills and haven't acquired those skills, you, have not, you do not have the input requisite to get the output. Remember, it's the business that you want. So if you're out there and you have absolutely everything you want in your business, then the output is fine, so don't change the input. But if you're not where you want to be, something has to change. It's got to be the input. So is it just the time? Well, if you maybe. In my mastermind, I believe we give people the skills. And so at some point, they just have to put the time in. If you're out there and haven't done any form of coaching with anyone, not me, I don't care, and you're charging more money than the guy down the street and people are saying no because no one in your town will pay or won't use their insurance, you're wrong. 100% you're wrong. 
It's that you don't have the skills and you haven't invested in yourself to learn the skills. I had someone reach out to me a few weeks ago who's in practice and has a successful practice and he's had a, a run of clinicians that have left, come uh, up and left his practice. And so the conversation became on like how to, you know, exit a practice. And one of the first things that I think about is often, does the business owner have the skill set to retain employees? Because many times as a Cairo, we've done nothing to build the company, to build the culture, to enable, to enable the loyalty or the, the, um, the ability for people to stick with the practice. And so, as I always say, if, if the input is that you as the business owner are in a treatment room for 30, 40 hours a week, and you bring on an associate and stick them in a treatment room for 30 or 40 hours a week, of course, that person is going to leave. And of course, they're not going to have loyalty to you. And of course, you're going to be pissed when they just say, all right, I'm out. Because you haven't given the input, the input, the input of leadership, the input of business ownership, the input of building a world-class team. The input is not there to get the output. The output is wrong. The output is that people are up and leaving you. Well, why are they leaving you? Because you haven't put the input on the front end on how to build skills, how to build a business, how to build a team, how to coach and mentor people so that they actually want to stay with you. The input doesn't match the output. And so if you're staying in the treatment room for 30 hours a week perpetually, just that's what's going to happen. You're going to have people leave. That's how it goes. If you don't change the input, the output's going to be the same. Most people think it's the associate's fault. It's not the associate's fault. This is going to happen again. And now it's like, well, all associates are assholes. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. As a business owner, people are leaving you. The input's wrong. The skills to run a business, the skills to lead and manage, the skills to engage with people so they feel loyalty to you, it's just not there. Now, again, business, business, people will leave. Like don't, don't sit here and, and let make you think that if some employee has left you, that you're not good at managing and leading, like that's part of the deal. But if it's a chronic thing and it continually happens and you keep thinking it's them, I got news for you, brother or sister. It ain't them. It's you. The input does not match the output. The input could be a skill. The input could be leadership quality. The input could be business model. But if the output isn't what you want, the input needs to change. <clears throat> so you could have an input problem of just time. You just got to put the time in. You might have the skill and it's just going to take time. You might not have the skill. You might have to learn the skill. If you went to chiropractic school um, and never took an adjusting class and never learned technique, you could adjust people on your own as long as you'd like for as forever. It probably won't be that good because you haven't learned the skill. Once you do learn from a good technique teacher, then you just have to put the time in. It's the same thing in business. Business skills are just like manipulation skills or just like rehab skills. We just don't respect that enough as rehab chiros. We just expect the business to be fine or we're just not good at business. Well, guess what? You weren't good at adjusting people either. Now, we talked about skill. We talked about just time and effort. But the third one is going to be the belief. The input of belief and mindset. And so if your mindset is off, for whatever reason, you lack confidence, 
You don't believe you're worth it. You think that because you're new in practice, you should charge a third of the price as the guy that's been there. And we can talk about the false logic in that in a second. But if your belief is off, if your belief in yourself or your belief in the world or your belief in the system is off, the input of belief and mindset is wrong and the output will always be wrong. So you could put the time in, you could have the skill, but if you don't believe and have the mindset, you're, you're in trouble. <clears throat> Just to go off on a little bit of a riff here, I spoke to someone last night who's about to open up their own practice and um, we were talking about the prices they were going to charge in the rehab setting. And as always happens, this person went into this long-winded diatribe, very logical, and said, well, I respect the guy down the street. Um, He's running actually a very similar practice to me. And because he's been in practice 10 years longer than me, I probably should charge a third of the price. I said, okay, that that sounds logical. So let me ask you a question. In 10 years, they're going to be in practice for 20 and you're going to be in practice for 10 does that mean that it stays the same that that point too? Because if we're going to play that game of just being in practice a long time allows you to charge more money, then that person who's been in practice longer will always charge more money than you. At that point, he understood. It doesn't work like that. That's a mindset thing. The input is wrong on the mindset side, so the output will always be wrong. If he and I did not have that conversation, there's a chance that he would have gone on for the next... 10, 15, 20, 30 years of his career and always thought that the guy doing it longer than him should charge more money than him. That's a mindset problem. The input is wrong. He could work really hard. He could learn all the skills. But if he just believes that people that do it longer than him should charge more, it's over. The input is off. The output's going to be wrong. And he will always be frustrated. Now, what's interesting about that conversation is the people person who's been in practice longer than him that he was referring to is a client of mine. And I said that, I said, you do realize that the person that you're referring to who has 10 years experience at nine years experience was charging half the price. It wasn't until he joined our program that we figured out how to give him the belief and the mindset and the skills to be able to double his prices. And so unless something magical happened at year nine, between nine and year nine and year 10, and his price is doubled, that argument goes completely out the window. The problem oftentimes as doctors is that we are very, very logical. And logic is great when it's problem solving a patient case. But when it deals with some things in business and psychology and and human beings, well, Dan Ariely, Predictably Irrational, great book. There's a book called Predictably Irrational. We are irrational beings. So the fact that that, that this practitioner doubled his price from year nine to year 10, nothing happened. Nothing happened at year nine to year 10 other than we just decided that was the thing to do. There's no logic. There's a skill, there's a belief, and there's an input of time to be able to do that, but there's no logic. It's just what we did. So to go back to the start, does your input match your output? 
If you're not getting the output you'd like, where are you missing on the input? For some of you, you just got to work harder. You just got to do more. You just got to respect the fact that you've got to be told no 10 times. You got to respect the fact that you got to wake up at five in the morning and get this thing off the the ground. And you got to stay up till 11 at night and you got to work weekends. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's the case. You You chose this. You decided to be in business. That's just the way it is. If you don't want that, you shouldn't own a practice. You shouldn't own a business. The input of time, effort, and energy spent, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. You will always be frustrated with the way your business is if you're not willing to put the time, effort, and energy in. If you're not. And you're always going to want more money. And you're always going to be frustrated with how your business goes and how people leave and do all the things that you're frustrated with because you're just not willing to do the work necessary. You're not willing to put the time in. The input of time and hard work has to happen. For some of you, the input of skill the proper skill set to build the business and have the business skills just isn't there. So your frustration of the output that your business isn't successful is simply because you don't have the input of skill. You haven't learned the skill. And then the third is the belief in the mindset. If your business isn't where you want it to be, if your career hasn't gone the way you want it to, Something in your mindset, something in your belief system is off, is wrong. And if you don't change it, as I always say, you're not in business for 20 years. You're in business for one year, 20 times in a row. It doesn't magically change. I'm sorry. It will not change unless you do something to change it. There are many, many, many Kairos that are 55 years old that have been doing it for 20 years that are just as frustrated now as they were when they started. And they thought, That if they just waited longer, things would change. And guess what? It never happened. So, if you're listening to this, what I'd write down on a piece of paper is input versus output. What is the output that I want? Am I happy with where I'm at? If I'm not, what are the inputs? Is it just time? Is it skill? Or is it mindset and belief? If you can solve that problem, my friends, you got a shot. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll obviously be back next week with another new, fresh episode. If you have any questions or issues before then, you know where to find me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. You could email me, coaching at strivetomove.com. Happy to chat or talk to you about anything that you need. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review. 
so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you. 